was our hello, I guess. That's I love, I love yeah. that. Premium audio. Um, this is about to be so nasty uh, that we're we're starting the episode with what we're drinking today, and uh, my husband is here. Oh no! To also, okay, what is it, Emily? What have you uh, blessed us with? Um, I blessed us oh. with the Bud Light Seltzer um, sweater, ugly sweater pack. It's kind of a fun like. It's look. a fun can, but yeah. not fun contents. Yeah. yeah the- the smell is awful because it's uh, the flavor is peppermint patty Ugh. as a seltzer. Ugh. It smells like ass. Just wreck. Like, yeah, let's give her a shot. Let's do it. Okay, I don't. I feel like kombucha, girl. I, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no. I'm not revolted. Yeah, I don't hate it. it as much. I think it's got an aftertaste. Yeah, it's I'm definitely got an aftertaste. It, I don't know. It, it just yeah, kind of, to, to me, it, it has an aftertaste of the same type as Bud Light often has. Like mm-hmm. a little bit of that just sort of like. Like rice water. Like the water they use it's to make rice. it is maybe a little icky. Maybe. But you know what? You can stay in this house. Oh, that thank really you. That really wasn't as bad as I was. Oh, good. It would be. Our entire friendship was riding on yeah, this. Yes. Everyone was let down there from the <laughs> anticlimactic. <laughs> thank you for joining us, my love. No problem. Um, that could have been so much worse. That um, really, really could have been. Like it's really again, it's not bad on first sip, but like now I'm staring down the barrel of having to drink an entire one over the course of the first half of this episode with you. And <laughs> honestly, I'm probably just gonna chug it. Yeah, like that's fair. Like not all in one go, right. but like when I take a sip, it's you're a lady. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a lady. Has face big gulps until yeah. it's gone. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Um, this did not, you know, in- initiate my gag reflex, which is what I was worried about because I was absolutely fed tequila <laughs> last night. <laughs> like just, I was like, "Am I in college? Why is everybody being like this about it?" <laughs> like, <laughs> take a shot. Like <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> so. I've bounced back, but the first half of my day was me doing nothing <laughs> and being nothing. So it's fine. We're fine. It's fine. Is it fine? No. Okay. Cool. Let's just okay. one more. Oh, fuck. All right. Oh, God. It's just, it's, you know, it doesn't get better. It doesn't get better and it doesn't stay the same. It doesn't get the same either. <laughs> Somehow it's just getting worse. Um... All right. So uh, from what I understand, Uh what we're doing tonight is, and I'm going first, I believe, because no, wait, you're going first, right? Or second last time. Shit. Okay. Okay. So that means you're going to... I'm going to bring the mood down. Bring the mood down. Something about humanity that sucks. But then I'm there to to pick us back up. Yeah. Mine's kind of a feel good, like people did good and were nice story. So, you know. Mine people did not do good. Oh, God. (laughs) At all. Shit. Should I be worried about being angry or mostly sad for this one? Um, a little bit of both. Great. Love it. That's my standard. It's like, it's like a poorly made French silk pie <laughs> where the mousse didn't set and it's wet. That is so specific. <laughs> Did you just try to make a French silk pie like yesterday? What the fuck? No. <laughs> Did you go to Perkins and have a bad one? <laughs> I really want pie. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know what's wrong with me. Maybe if somebody made it from scratch, I don't like the crust for French silk pie. It was my dad's favorite pie, so he would always go to Perkins and get one. The crust, the crust sucks. The crust is terrible. Yes. It's tr- like, why do we stick the yumminess in that? Just give it a different crust. I should really just make a French silk you pie. You should just make a fucking French silk pie with stopping you. Because <laughs> I hate making mousses. That's fair. Mousse? Mousse? Meese? 
All right. All right. Let's fucking do this. I'm going to grab another seltzer. Just to cut it? Yeah. I believe in you. Do you want... Will you grab an apple one? Yeah. Okay. So we have an apple one. We have a ginger snap and then a raspberry. I'm like... I think it's a cranberry. Oh, yeah. Cranberry. I think I would have been way more excited for raspberry. (laughs) Same. I love raspberry. I would do any of those, but I'm interested in that apple one. Yeah. I'm going to try the ginger one. Hell yeah. All right. Let's fucking do this. All right. 18 things later. (laughs) Content warning for this one. Mm. Noelle. Oh, she's got her fucking toy. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. What an age. So, this one is is rough. (sighs) Okay. And it's sad. And it very, very much could have been prevented. Mm. Massively could have been prevented. Oh, no. That's the worst kind. We don't often talk about greed overriding someone's uh uh-oh feeling or like multiple people. Oh, Christ. Saying, hey... Right. What if? Yeah. Warning, warning. Usually uh, only in cult situations do we end up talking about that sort of thing. Well, oh, shit. This is not a cult, <sighs> but it's kind of a cult. Kind of a cult? Mm. It's a corporate cult. Like Nexium? Like <laughs> amusement park. <laughs> oh. 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 Okay. Oh, I am intrigued and scared. Starting with a quote. Mm. Oh, fuck. It's been a while. I sincerely apologize for not being able to make eye contact with you during this time. I wanted to give my evidence without emotion. Oh, shit. Okay. That was during the hearing and investigation Mm -hmm. spoken by Dreamworld Electrical Engineering Supervisor Scott Ritchie. Have you ever heard of Dreamworld? I really have not, actually. It's in Australia. Huh. Um, We have two survivors... And then four who did not. Oh, Jesus. So something real bad happens. Yeah. Also, I'm really glad. Like, I was really worried this was about to be like a Disney thing. And you were uncovering something and that we were going to get no. sued. So, <laughs> <laughs> so great. Good. No, Disney's got that shit locked down. Kind of. I mean, they kind of have to. Kind of. Like, I mean, people have died at Disney. Yeah. With, like, rides going wrong. Right. But, like. There's an assumed risk involved in that. Yeah. Um. So, the risk yeah. should be low. I think more yeah. people have died at like Six Flags than Disney. Right. Survivors. We're both minors at the time of this incident. Mm. Um, Ebony and Kieran. I'm going to leave out their last names. Although, I guess, well, yeah. Um, Ebony's father was also waiting for everyone at the end of the ride. Mm. He and his wife had also just had a baby. So he was holding the baby Aww. while everybody went on the ride. Sure. The four people who should have survived, um, Ruzi Aragi, uh, Luke Dorset, Kate Goodchild, and Cindy Lowe. Mm-hmm. Um, so October 25th of 2016, um, the Dreamworld theme park in Australia had a River Rapids ride that sure. they were on. Sure. That malfunctioned. <gasps> okay. Uh, the water pump had failed, um, which wasn't great, and I'll get into more about that later, mm-hmm. um, but Dreamworld was opened in 1981, had an IMAX theater, model train, log ride, like vintage car, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sorry, like, 
That's like so tame. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's got a fucking model train. That's one of its attractions. Like, yeah. This log ride was probably the coolest thing they had, to be honest. Right. And then like they grew, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a DreamWorks experience zone that had like stuff from Kung Fu Panda, Madagascar. Okay. And then where this happened is in the town of Gold Rush zone. Which was themed after Australian gold rushes in the 1800s. Interesting. So it's kind of DreamWorks, but it's also just kind of Australia stuff? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And it was the Thunder River Rapids ride um, and had opened in 1986. Mm. And it's a really basic, like, river rapids ride. It's a circular tube with chairs all around it. Sure. Floats. Goes a little wild. You rock and you spin. You got the little, and, little yeah. Nothing crazy. Those are Nothing fun. crazy. No drops. Yeah. But the problem is, like, when the ride is done, to get back up to the platform, they have to attach onto a ramp to be pulled up. So there's a mechanical ramp that it hooks onto. Oh, okay. Mm, yeah. Supposed to, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. Yeah. So it was gentle, spinning, it's fun. Kid friendly. It's fine. It's all fine. And like the ramp that they used had a conveyor belt. So the boat would go onto the conveyor belt with the guests still in it so that it could get up to the station. And they would do kind of the little bit of the rotation that you do to like kind of lock it and mm-hmm. get everybody out. Sure. Um, so with the rafts needing to go up, the water level also needed to go back up. So there's this constant pumping of water because you have varying weights of the rafts. So it's mm. going to be different water displacement. Wow. Based on the weights of the bodies. It's actually kind of weirdly complicated for. Right. Yeah. Here's the thing. They didn't have a way to measure the water levels. What? To verify that the water levels were at the safety levels they needed. But that seems like a thing you would <clears throat> absolutely need just to do the ride. <laughs> like, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. How do they know? Well, <laughs> they had, so they have pumps. And on the 25th of October, one of the water pumps failed. So the water level, yep, mm. the water level on the ride dropped massively. So they had two really big pumps. Okay. One of those failed. Okay. And one pump ain't going to do it. Right. So um, there's just like not enough water in this ride right, at all. To get the boats onto the conveyor belts correctly. Right. Um, so water level dropped. The raft that had reached the top of the conveyor belt was stranded. Um, and this one was empty. And the conveyor belt continued to try and move. And it was, like, just short of the ride station of where things mm-hmm. stop. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm picturing, you know, the rollers? It's mm-hmm. like, it's like yeah, kind of like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have a picture. Nice. Um, so the next raft came that had all six people mm-hmm. in it. Must be big rafts. Yeah, they're big. I'll also, I'll show you a picture. Yeah. It collided with the raft that was stuck. Mm-hmm. And it caused the raft to pivot upwards. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the conveyor belt continued to move. Uh-huh. 
everyone was thrown out of the raft uh-huh. and there wasn't enough water to make things a little buoyant and make it a little easier. Sure, so they're just like on the, there's no water there. To there's keep them. no, there's water underneath the conveyor belt. Usually it would be running all on top of it. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it was at like at water level. There was not enough water. There was just, there was not enough water. Right. It was very bad. It was very, very bad. So these people the have kids flown, thrown from this raft, yep. and they're just on the conveyor belt they're itself. They're just on the conveyor belt, which is a huge piece of machinery mm-hmm. with lots of gears and things to catch clothing. <gasps> oh, my God. That's what I wasn't thinking about. I was like, okay, I don't understand exactly how, but no, my God. Oh, no. The kids were okay. Mm-hmm. The adults were not. Ugh. Um. Yeah. Maybe it's their weight. Well, it's like probably their weight and how they fell. Mm. The kids were small enough that they might have been able to. There was more adult to grab than kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the coroner's report said it was pretty much instantaneous for everyone. Luckily. Wow. Um the kids were able to grab onto the raft. Smart. To keep from getting pulled. Mm-hmm. Um, two of the survivors, or two of the victims, apparently were, like, pulled under. So... One was still trapped under when rescue came, oh. and they didn't know there was a fourth victim. Oh, they thought there was just three people involved, and, like, this person is under the conveyor belt. Yeah, and they had to... This part's also sad. They had to drain all of the water, obviously, mm-hmm. to recover the body. Mm. Yeah. How, um, I know you're going to show me a picture. How big are the rollers? I'm trying to picture. At yeah. What, Let at me. Hold how on. smushed these people are. Yeah. Because I was picturing like a series of like very thin, you know, the thinner and more close together they are, the probably the less problem there is. Oh. Big rollers because they were big rafts. Yeah, so there's, like, big rollers, but then there's also gaps between the yep. rollers. Um, Where, like, arms and things can get... Yeah. Oh, my God. They're bones God. and stuff. Hot. Yeah. Oh, true. So they awful. died from crush injuries. Oh. Obviously. But, like, really quickly. And unfortunately, one person was pretty much decapitated. Oh. Yeah. And the kids had to see that, which was not okay. Yeah, that's really fucking awful. So the... First responders and the staff on site that they had for medical emergencies were all extremely traumatized after this. Yeah, that's probably really, really horrible stuff. Yep. Oh. The park stayed closed for a month, both out of respect for the dead and to let an investigation happen. Because the park's like, we have no idea how this could have happened. Yeah, right. Um, the results took a very long time. To get out into the open because... No shit. I'm sure they knew what had happened oh, yeah. pretty fast, but they were like, how do we spin this yep. so that we don't look like monsters who weren't maintaining our shit? Yep. Um, and they tried to spin it. Didn't work. <laughs> Soups didn't work. Soups, no? Soups, no. <laughs> there had been a literal myriad of failures on the park's behalf for a long ass time yeah 
Rudimentary safety features had not been implemented for the ride, even though they would have been cheap to do. <laughs> sure. Like $10 a day kind of cheap Christ. to keep everyone safe. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no, like I said, no automatic water level indicator. That doesn't feel... So like someone physically a- would have to go down and measure the water, which you're not going to be doing if you're operating the ride. Right. Which we'll also get into because that was another thing. So either you're going to buy a little machine that tells you or you're going to have to pay somebody to only have that job yep. and just go around and measure shit all day long because otherwise what the fuck are you doing? The task of identifying risks on the ride was left to the staff operating the ride and not oh. to actual trained engineers. I have to wonder if this is like all the Dells work, like people who work in the Dells. Yeah, um, who come in. Yeah. and We'll get into that. They're like college age. We'll get into that. Oh, God. Oh, don't you worry. Like, we'll get I into just, that. Uh-huh. It's not their fault. It's not no. their job. No, we'll get into that. Oh. Don't you worry. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Fucking worried. <laughs> Maintenance staff, um... Per the report, did not know the location of emergency stop buttons in the main control room. What? And also never tested them. What? Yeah, um, Emily just like took a sip. Just like had to drink some tea. <laughs> but that's none of my business. Like... Um, the young ride operator that they interviewed during the investigation stated that she did not know there was an emergency stop button within her reach. Jesus Christ, what's the point of having them? And she was told, quote, not to worry about that button. No one uses it. No one uses... Who the fuck was training her? We'll Just get to that. Man. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, the investigation or in, you know, like Australian, the inquest. Uh-huh. Um, also then got a memo staff had sent prior, like a week before the incident. Uh-huh. Um, instructing them to only use the e-stop if the ride's main control panel could not be reached. There was no drill training for DreamWorld staff for potential emergency situations. And they had no automatic switch to shut down the ride if the water level dropped. So not only do they not have an automatic way to measure it, they don't have something that goes, wee-oo, wee-oo, don't do this. Even if they had a thing that measured it, somebody would have had to... Like, see, see it. that and then decide yeah. to shut yep. it down. Oh, that um, seems dumb. The investigation was told of previous collisions and incidents the ride had in 2001, 2004, mm. 2005, mm. and uh, in 2016. So they're. And just- in 2014. They fucked. I fucked that date up. So they had four previous incidents before the one in 2016. Okay. Um, so 2001, 2004, 2005, and 2014. Jesus Christ. Um, senior ride operator Peter Nemeth said he was, quote, surprised <laughs> to learn the e-stop button could have halted the conveyor belt within two seconds. What does the e-stop button do otherwise, my dude? It's like a, it's like a little, it's a water part. Like, okay, what else would it be stopping? That's the only thing to stop. The rest of it is running water. <laughs> He said he hit the slow stop button two or three times before the rafts collided. Um, And police told the investigation that the slow stop button was probably pressed 10 seconds after the fatal raft collision. So he was lying about having done that? Yeah, he was trying to cover his ass, probably. Um, 
He said that the ride was, quote, more stressful than others in the park to manage because the job involved monitoring so many things at once. Sure, because they don't have automatic monitors for stuff that they definitely yep. should. Ride operator, whose name was Courtney, said she felt pressured by the park manager not to talk to police after the fatalities. <sighs> Ooh. And she also told the inquest that she had 90 minutes of training on her first day to operate that ride. No, 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 no. And did not know the emergency button would stop the conveyor from moving and did not believe she received sufficient training from Dreamworld. Yeah, no, I agree. Jesus. The senior ride operator, Peter, also told them that it was impossible to manage the responsibilities because there were 36 checks required in less than a minute. What is that? What? Yeah. So they had to check 36 things. Every minute. Yeah. Like in the span of a minute while the ride is operating. He um, and the so there was a senior ride operator and a junior ride operator. Mm-hmm. Neither of them had first aid or CPR training. This is a water ride. That's insane. Yep. <laughs> like, I, like that would be. The I thing get that it happen. with like other rides, but like mm-hmm. when you have a water ride and you run the risk of somebody falling out. Yes, that's the point. Like that's half of what it would be dangerous about this yeah. ride. Like oh you don't God. necessarily need to be lifeguard trained. Like helpful because. Getting someone out of water is different than flipping someone over onto their back on dry pavement. Sure. Yeah. And if you have people elsewhere in the park who can come, like you can at least, you should know the stuff that can help until that person arrives. Yeah. There's just like a few more things if it's a drowned victim. Yeah. That you need to watch out for. Right. I'm thinking now about like, have you, you know, I haven't actually been to like Noah's Ark in a while, but. Oh my God. There's, oh, don't even fucking get me started on Noah's Ark. Yeah. I, there's, um, what is it though? Mount Olympus has like, there's even a lazy river and there's like three different points on that lazy river where you will pass a lifeguard. Yeah. <laughs> like they are sitting in the little chairs. They're yeah. watching you. They'll yell at you for stuff. Like, but they're there. And yeah. You, I mean, hope to God they're lifeguard They've trained. But <laughs> gotten a lot better at it. Their mm-hmm. um, tidal pool, like their wave pool. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's still really bad, but it used to be really bad. Got two wave pools, and one of them is literally terrifying. That the big one, the big one is awful. Um, because I went with some friends, and we all worked at camp, mm-hmm. and we were all watching this kid without an adult. Oh no! And two of us had to run in to grab him because oh, he was literally drowning. Oh my god! That's a really scary for anybody. Like, like he couldn't keep his head above. And it's the current is so strong in there because it's not meant for kids without, especially without an adult. Yeah, that one should be that one should be like you need to be 15 years of age or older. Like you need to be big enough to handle it. Yep. I've been kicked in the head more than yeah. once. Yeah. In that wave pool, because the the point is that the waves are really fucking big. Yeah. And there's not a ton of them. They yeah, it's send like, like Poseidon's rage or something. Yeah, yeah. They send like four at a time out yep. and then you wait about 15 minutes. They send four more. And like, it's such a big deal that people at the front will scream to let you know a wave is coming. Yep. Everyone like panics. Yep. I think that's why I don't like waves. <laughs> Because I've been like, oh, shit. And then immediately gotten kicked in the head by a kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It hurt. It's a terrible and dangerous thing that I can't believe they let happen. But at the, least there's like five lifeguards. Right. <laughs> if they're paying attention. But it's right. chaos. It's right. straight up chaos. Right. And trying to guard during chaos is hard. It is a mass of bodies in water. Which yeah. Which in COVID times feels disgusting to that me That feels now. really wrong. I don't really want to do that ever again. It's 
it's, it's literally madness. there to just be like, can you withstand the biggest yeah. wave ever? Do you, like, no, and we shouldn't have to. Do you want to get smacked in the balls 80 times? Yes. <laughs> and like, now I'm just thinking like, that, but then this park did it even worse. Like, this right. isn't a dangerous ride. No. It didn't have to be a dangerous no. ride. No, it was a really measures. smooth ride. Yeah. It's supposed to be a smooth ride. Right. This sounds like it's chill. Like, yeah. children would go on it and not be scared. Right. And the thing is, is, like, they make a point, because I watched, like, a couple things about this, and I read some articles, and there was, like, some clickbaity shit, because there's, like, CCTV of this all happening that as far as I know, has never been released to the public and it never should be Mm -hmm. because nobody needs to see that. Yeah. But like you had clickbaity people being like, we have stills from the, and it's like, fuck off. Yeah. No, no, no. This literally just happened. Yeah. That's disgusting. And also like, just don't. Why? You don't need, you don't need that. Delete that for your own good. Yeah. (laughs) You're a nasty person. How did you get your hand on that? Yeah. For real. Like, what did you do? Have you looked at it? Cause now you need therapy. Yep. Like, not good. Um, so we were saying how they were really poorly trained. Well, the woman who trained them uh-huh. is named Amy Crisp. Um, as far as any reports show, she still works for Dreamworld. Fuck off. Um, she told the investigation that junior the junior employee that was working understood how to shut down operations in the event of an emergency. And that the trainer never questioned her training of the junior ride operator and uh, thought that shutdown procedures should have worked. Mm-hmm. This just sounds like a woman covering her own ass. Uh-huh. Like, it's fine. I didn't do anything wrong. And yeah. I dare you to look me in the eye and say I did. Yeah. <laughs> and like saying that in the investigation in front of these people's families. Right. After, you know, her own trainees have been like, I didn't know shit yeah. about how to do this ride. Yeah. That's insane. It gets worse. Because mm. they're also going to try and cover their ass. Again. Um, ride, a ride supervisor said that, in her opinion, the conveyor was never shut down on that day. Whereas a mechanical fitter who worked with DreamWorld said the safety culture at Dreamworld was, quote, very sound. <laughs> um, sure. Okay. No, yeah, that's fine, buddy. Um, Amy Crisp, the trainer, mm-hmm. was promoted to a full-time supervisor two months after the tragedy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Who actually ended up facing consequences from this? If anyone. Emily. <laughs> The trainer Uh. also told them in the investigation that she never knew an emergency e-stop button could stop the conveyor in two seconds and never demonstrated its use to trainees. So nobody knew what the fucking e-button does. Yep. Nobody. Who was supposed to train her? Whose fucking fault is this? Mm -hmm. It's like a vital piece of machinery. Yeah. Everyone should know about it. Jesus. Um, It was reported that it would have cost... Less than $10 a day for DreamWorld to have two rostered senior staff on the Thunder Rapids ride every day rather than a senior and a junior operator. Sure. Because Plus then so much to do. really, really affordable safety features. Right. Get your water level indicator and get two people whose job it is to do those 36 checks in a minute. Yep. And also 
the ride shouldn't have even been operating that day because they had a rule that the ride needed to be closed after two breakdowns in one day. And it had already had two breakdowns. Oh, my God. What? Why the... Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. Um, They were told by other engineering staff who believed that the procedure was the ride needs to break down three times before being shut down. So nobody even knows the rules. No. There are only like six rules and nobody even knows. No, nobody knows the rules. (laughs) What the fuck? And they're probably written down somewhere. I guarantee you that like anywhere where there is like an inside little office area, there is a red binder Mm -hmm. of like, here it is. Here are the rules of this. Yep. Especially when stuff breaks down, like you have to follow these exact procedures if, if they even bother to write that. Yeah. But like any workplace has like a, an emergency procedure manual. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and the fact that nobody knew about it is nuts. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's going to, it's, it's not. This is not the light. This is, no. <laughs> um, so a former DreamWorld ride operator named Stephen Buss um, was asked if he was aware of emergency stop procedures for the DreamWorld ride um, because he used to operate that ride. Sure. He was fired in 2014 for his role in an incident where two rafts containing visitors collided on the ride's conveyor belt. Oh, shit. So a similar thing. But no one was injured. But he was fired? He was fired. I mean, yeah, I actually agree that that's probably correct. But the fact that the trainer... But also, like- it's like, what led up to that happening? And they didn't even do any digging of, like, why did this happen? It right. was just, oh, you fucked up. We can blame you right. and give the families exactly what they need of being like, oh, that operator has been. We will change nothing about yep. the yep. way the ride functions. Yep. We'll just fire you. Great. Yeah. He agreed that emergency responses were like kind of drilled into staff. And there used to be regular audits of staff where emergency situations were kind of spoken about of like describing scenarios and they'd have to respond with like what they'd do in that scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, He was very confused when he saw what happened on TV and had no idea why the conveyor belt wasn't stopped. Yeah. Yeah. God, imagine that being your literal job like a couple of years beforehand and then being like, Hmm. wait a minute. And also like if they hadn't fired him. Yeah. He might have, he might have been. He could have been operating that ride and people could have survived. Right. Clearly their, their safety measures have gone downhill. Their training has gone downhill since he left. Okay, well, this is also not the light. God damn it. <laughs> um, improvement to safety features were deferred because of budgetary concerns. <sighs> Record keeping was described as shoddy. The ride was described as completely unsafe. And it was concluded that there had been failures on the part of everyone at the park. At it kind of seems like it. All levels. Yeah. Um. There was also a letter from an on-site union rep, Jared Drysdale. (laughs) Yep. And it detailed staff concerns that they didn't have supportive management. Um, A quote, which is sad. He talked about staff having to pee at their rides, leaving their rides unattended, 
and even being hospitalized with kidney infections oh, no. because of personal times taking too long. So, like, they were monitored for when they went to the bathroom. Oh, God. And, yeah, I've, I've had the jobs. Like, my coworker literally had kidney issues at this job because they didn't let us go to the bathroom. All that is because is it like, was metrics. It was uh, all course. metrics. Mm-hmm. And they're understaffed and they don't want to admit it. Right. They don't want to hire anybody else to nope. take over for you for that period of nope. time. So you just, I guess, stop peeing. Also, I'm pretty sure because there's a YouTuber I watch that also like talks about when shit goes wrong on rides and he's a ride operator at like one of the parks. He never mm-hmm. says which one, sure. but like gives his credentials and like is nationally recognized mm-hmm. and has been in like journals and stuff for ride operators and safety protocol so he knows his shit and like at one point he goes around to other parks and watches their riot operators oh god and is like and it's like oh that's not that's not how that works Mm. why is it being sent out like that that's unbalanced well that's stupid yeah oh my god oh yeah no i love that he can't he's very good at his job but won't say the park he works at and then just goes and rags on other (laughs) parks (laughs) that's really funny yeah um and i think there's a specific rotation of how long somebody can be operating a ride before they sure. have to be rotated out. I think that makes sense. You're doing a repetitive task. Yeah. If you want to do it right, you have to let people not be doing that for hours and hours. Mm-hmm. Like they have to, you know, half yep. an hour. Yep. Let them go. Um, but the union rep says that like his major concern and the point he's trying to make is that the staff firmly believes that supervisors don't care and that they're out to get you. Wow. So you can't even speak up. Nope. And they have a union and they still feel that way. That's insane. And the thing is, like, this ride was deemed super unsafe, but other rides at the park were fine. Hmm. So maybe there was an issue with the people specifically running and observing that ride. Yeah. There just wasn't enough. Like, I'm guessing because it was built in the 80s. And let's be real, nothing was safe in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's And it's not... God, even the 90s was hitting this. <laughs> Hell yeah. And so it wasn't a new attraction. No. So no one gives a shit. No. Right. And it wasn't obviously maintained and brought up to code. Right. With the changing times. Maybe it was fine in the 80s. Yeah, it was you fine in the 80s. You don't need a water level no. indicator. <laughs> no, it's fine. You have eyeballs. Yeah. Check it out, idiot. <sighs> God. A man in a big shouldered suit <laughs> just yeah. flips you the bird and walks away. See here. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go count my money. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Yep. That's so Dreamworld cooperated fully with the investigation mm-hmm. as they had no other choice. <laughs> this was very public all yeah. throughout Australia. Like everybody wanted blood it's so horrific and yeah like tragic that yeah yeah um charges were laid out against them under the work health and safety act in july of 2020 so like i said this took a while yeah um they pled guilty because <laughs> i mean what the fuck else are you gonna do right like you're already you're already guilty in the people's opinion like yeah <laughs> like, um, the parent company of the theme park, Ardent Leisure. I'm sorry? Ardent. Yep. Leisure. Ardent. Leisure. Ardent Leisure. Received a fine of $3.6 million. That's not enough. 
But it's the largest fine that's ever been handed out for a workplace tragedy in Queensland. Okay, I mean, look, fair, but also it's 2020 money, so that's not that's enough. That's not, yeah, that was 2020 money. That, that wasn't be, like 10 years ago. Right. That, and that was just the fine. That's not even like civil suits by the families. Exactly. That's not even enough, I think, for the families at all. Like, no. That wouldn't be no. even close either. No. Like the husband apparently didn't speak for a very long time. Like oh, he just God. shut down. Yeah. Completely. Oh, like you're just holding your baby, and you and, just hear screaming, and you're and you're just like your wife, and you're like you, she never comes back, and your kids are there. And it's, as those are his far kids. as I know, the the conveyor belt up is pretty fucking visible. Oh, so like people saw that. People happen. saw that happen. It's that's terrifying. And yeah. Awful. So the ride was demolished November of 2016. Good. Dreamworld plans to build a memorial garden in its place. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm sorry. I know. Can you imagine going to a fucking theme park and finding a memorial garden for the time they fucked up? Mm-hmm. I would leave. Well, and here's the thing. They invited those affected by the tragedy to be involved in the design. Uh-huh. Which has pissed off a lot of the survivors' families. Really? Because they're still waiting for actual compensation from the park. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's So the park is like, yeah, we'll like, we'll give you money. But like, hey, look at this bench. In the meantime. Look at this nice. Do you want a like a big tree or a little tree? (laughs) Like a circle of bushes. They're like, we want fucking money <laughs> but this is a really respectful and nice circle um, of bushes so wow just give this it a rock look. though yeah mm. um, like we're, we're using gonna... cobblestone for the paths maybe yeah, like it's like expensive so maybe just like give it a moment yeah <laughs> god damn it yeah yeah um the memorial garden hasn't been built yet because the families are like, I'm not making any decisions. Give me my millions it's in of dollars. Poor taste. <laughs> yes. And as this is the year of our past Lord 2020, um, since we're now in 2021, right. different Lord, better Lord. I hope. maybe we'll see. <laughs> shut shut down. Mm-hmm. The park reopened after a month, and is as far as I know was still in operation until COVID. <laughs> But Australia is handling COVID much better than that's true. They're probably America. Yeah, they're so they're probably back. open again. Right. Ugh. But uh, yeah, so, it was real bad. So there's just an empty fucking space. Uh huh. Yeah, there's an aerial view of the park, and it's just like dirt, just dirt where the water path was. Jesus. Like that's worse in a way than yeah, a memorial garden. Absolutely. You're just like there's the site of some murder. Because they're like, oh, we should probably put something else here. We could probably put in another ride. We'll call it criminal negligence with uh. a side of maybe manslaughter. If yeah. We're feeling spicy. <laughs> Jesus, that sucks. That's yeah. really shitty. Like, it's a series of unfortunate events, culminated by another series of unfortunate decisions. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Right. Clearly, like, this was going to happen there at some point. Yeah. Even if it didn't happen on that ride, on that day, they had really shitty stuff in place. Yeah. So it seems like this was bound to happen. Their their training was not good enough. No, and, like, 90 minutes to operate a ride that has 36 checks in 
the span of a minute. Woof. A one person cannot do that over no. and over and over again. Two people can't do that no. over and over again. That's insane. And maybe it just means that your ride isn't super safe if you need to be constantly checking 36 individual things. Right. Like, and like, because this happened in 2016, it's like, all right, what in that process could have been automated? Yeah. Absolutely. Literally, what technology were you not willing to buy? Right. They could have had so Computers many... existed, Karen. Right. Yeah. And like, you know, 2016, it was not that long. Like, we, I'm sure there's other places, like theme parks, all that stuff. Yeah. Everything is automated. Yeah. And, you know, then if there's a problem with the computer, then it's the computer. But you right. guys just didn't spend the money ever. Like, the, the ride basically should have been able to run itself, mm-hmm. which is what most rides do, where you basically, you have the on button, you have the off button, and you have the oh shit button. Right. And, <laughs> and that's that. there's just that. a person there to determine when each button yeah. needs to be pressed. With, like, a panel of warning lights if mm-hmm. something weird happens. Yeah. That makes me so much more nervous about going to a place because you do put your trust in people. Yeah, like when you, absolutely. There are some rides that are like their build is scary. They're build as dangerous and you go on them because you're like, well, but actually it's fine. Right. <laughs> like somebody looked into this. Somebody did the math on like the point of no return at, uh, at Noah's Ark. Somebody knows like this is an angle that's fine for me and they, they know how much water needs to be in here. And this guy learned some stuff about how and when to send me down this tube that could kill me. Like, but maybe they haven't though. Maybe, maybe they haven't been maintaining it or training these people. Right. And that's really scary. This is why I told you this story was going to remind us why we're nowhere people. Yeah. (laughs) You're right. Um, nowhere now includes, uh, theme parks. We don't go to those. Which sucks (laughs) because I love roller coasters. Yes. Agreed. I, I love a roller coaster. Ain't nothing bad ever happened to me on a roller coaster. Right. I, in all honesty, I still, I want to go on a roller coaster again soon, but like those yeah, are, those I really like, I really want to go to Six Flags. But anyway, maybe we'll go back, but you know, maybe we'll just kind of look at the people and be like, Hey, how many weeks of training did you have to do? <laughs> how old are you? Okay. Are you we'll on just, any medication? <laughs> do some, we'll do some Googling to see if there's been any safety concern reports. Yes. Publicized. Yes. That's a good call. Check. Check my <laughs> the YouTube dude that I follow and see if he's had any recent stories about right. Six Flags. Yeah, fine. that's a good call. That's a very good call. We'll just do some research before we Just have we a checklist. Anywhere. Yeah. Well, that one sucks. You're right. I'm angry and I'm sad. Yep. And also, I'm glad that you didn't really go into the description of what happened to those nope. people. Because it's... The coroner's report is available for public reading. Oh, no, no, no. No, nope. thank you. No, thank you. I'm good. Yeah, because just imagine. When the paramedics are saying they're traumatized. Then you know people are absolutely, uh, what's the word? Mangled. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. So I've finished the peppermint now. Um, so I've moved on to the lighter world of apple crisp. But now I have to piss. Do you want to send us into a fucking harp noise? <laughs> well, it was simple. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. And we're back. This is the night. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I loved it. Um, cover up those licking noises for my dog who just can't seem to stop. It's good. What a beautiful <laughs> night. 
and they call it Bella Noel. <laughs> Aww. Did you hear that, Mama? Side by side. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Never mind, Noel. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. All right. There it is. I was like, I have to find my document again. Rude. Hey, did you know that this is our 80th episode? Whoa. I know, right? Whoa. Yeah. I forgot, and then I saw my own notes. <laughs> we tried the other flavors. Yes. I still only like the cranberry. And I'm I'm on board with the, You like the, the apple two. crisp a I lot. I love the apple crisp. I'm I'm okay with the ginger. It's okay. Yeah. Like this and nobody likes the pepper. No, no, no. No, that one's wrong. That was wrong. They they're bad and they should feel bad for doing this that. It's the Gretchen Wieners of this. Yep. So we're living. We're doing okay. Could be worse. Um I'm about to uplift us. It's a fairly simple story, but I liked that. It shows people being decent. Okay. Which is nice. Believe it when I see it. Right. Just every once in a while. People don't suck. Just every once in a while. So here we go. It's about 10 p.m. on February 9th, 2018, outside of Chelsea, Alabama. We both did some like pretty recent stories. Yeah. It's fun. Lisa Holman is driving along a dark road on her way home from a friend's house. And she's like a mile away from home. She's almost there. It had been raining earlier. And she gets to this like tight curve. You know, the way like rural roads in our area, sometimes it's just like, oh shit, that sure that is, is like faster degrees. than I was expecting. And it's yeah. way tighter. And all of a sudden I am slamming on the brakes and praying nobody's coming the other side. Exactly. Yeah. Taking the inside of this curve and hoping <laughs> nobody's there. <laughs> yes. Bonus, it's a blind curve usually. Yeah. Oh, terrifying. It's fine. I hate that shit. So this happens. Um, and unfortunately, it's been raining. It's a little cold. It's Alabama, but it's also February. Yeah, so, and they also, they don't drive in snow. Yeah. Ooh. So if things are a little slick, we just don't know what to do down there. Yep. Um, so, Everything shuts down. Right. You can tell where this is going. Like, yeah. she loses control of the vehicle. Yep. Her car ends up sliding off the road and down a steep hill into the woods. And according to her sister, who is kind of like the main spokesperson she's the one who spoke to the press the most um there really isn't a lot of of stuff from lisa herself um that isn't relayed through her sister and that's because most of the stuff i found was like immediately after this happened Mm. so lisa was not speaking to anybody um but so according to her sister um the crash was really bad and like maybe the car rolled or maybe it just like smashed into a bunch of shit but either way, um, Lisa was able to, like, she was just conscious enough by the end of it, like, landing at the bottom of this little hill um, to put the car in park. And then she lost consciousness. She just blacks out. And she doesn't know how long she was out for, but eventually she comes to, and, like, a number of things are clear very quickly. One is that she's, like, injured. She's, like, pretty fucking hurt. Her clavicle is broken. Oh, ouchie. Yeah, if you don't know what clavicle is, it's that weird bone that kind of connects like your shoulder to the your sternum. It's, that is um, one of the most painful things you can break. I don't and it that. takes forever to heal. It is constantly something that needs to be in motion. Yep. There's no way that they can like really brace for it. Yeah. Oh god. Like they can restrain like your arm a bit, but like in terms of full motion of your body, it's like one of the most important. I believe that. I absolutely believe that. Like, think about all the stuff you do that yep. just needs that. Mm-hmm. It's Yeah, so she broke that. Oh, jeez. She 
has six cracked ribs, Ooh. a fractured C7 vertebrae, Ooh. and a lacerated spleen. All of that happened just from like sort of falling down a hill in a car. I don't even know how she lacerated her fucking spleen. Maybe steering on her wheel ribs, but like I, there's no gash. They don't mention her like cutting anything open. I'm wondering if it's all internal. It might be, but oh yeah, I mean not good. Fractured ribs are no joke for sure. Yeah, maybe there's too like, many vital fucking organs that they protect, and yeah. then when they go rogue, and like it's just bad. They're not that fucking strong. You no. can crack a rib pretty easy. You sneeze wrong, and you yes. you get old enough, and you sneeze wrong, your ribs are fucked. Right, and they they take forever to heal too. Yeah, and it sucks. So she's in bad shape. Yeah, she does not know any of this yet. Like no. she's not. She's like, oh, I think my C seven vertebrae hurts. <laughs> But <laughs> just specifically my C seven vertebrae. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know what her job is. No one ever mentioned the L one's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's not spine doctor, so she has no idea. Second, though, thing she learns is that the car is in really bad shape. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, she recalls waking up and like believing that the car was going to explode or start on fire. Also just, fair. Yeah, fucking fair. Either like whether that was true or not, she was just like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no. Terrifying. Third is that the driver's side door has been smashed in and is inoperable. It's oh. not a door anymore. Oh. <laughs> so she, even with all the trauma she's sustained, she grabs her purse, which is great. Proud of her. And she hauls herself into the backseat of the car. Wow. Where she gets out using, yeah. <laughs> How the, f- I can't get, I couldn't get myself into the backseat of my car from the front seat regular. <laughs> That's, there's so much work involved in that. <laughs> I have, but I look real dumb. I mean, yeah. And oh. I'm usually ass over tea kettle. Yep. And I, like. It, now imagine you have like so no. many cracked ribs and you're no. trying not to hurt. Yeah. I'd be like, goodbye world. Yeah. I live here now. I <laughs> guess I'll die in this car. Fuck it. So she gets back there though. She manages to get the one of the rear doors open and she gets out. So this is probably like a really surreal thing for Lisa. Cause like, sure. the stuff she does both makes sense and does not. So she's probably not a hundred percent there. But also not 100% out of her mind. She just suffered a lot of trauma. Yeah. you got to wonder if she has a concussion, Probably. too. They just don't mention it. But, so, she sets her purse on the, the seat in the back seat of the car. And, like, it has her phone in it. And they don't mention anywhere where, whether her phone was, like, fucked up. Sure. Or whether it was, you know, even working. Yeah. Whether she had signal. I don't know that she tries to use it. Um, but either way, she kind of sets those things back there. She takes off her own shoes because they're like these, they call them uh, yellow box wedge sandals. And um, like she just didn't want to roll her ankle while walking in the woods. And she felt like those were bad shoes. To so have like there's a thing that's like you hear in a lot of like crash things where people take off their shoes. Interesting. Yeah. And I, it's just really weird that that's mentioned because it's a logical oh. thing to do. But also knowing, like, you're going to be walking then, like, yes. barefoot in the woods. It's both logical and illogical. Yeah. Like, she was trying not to hurt herself, but she's also leaving herself barefoot yeah. in the wet woods. In, what, February was it? Yeah. In Alabama. Again, like, probably not super cold, like here, but not warm Ouchies. either. Ouchies. Yeah. So, she leaves that behind, and she sort of starts walking around. She goes about 10 feet at first, um... But she decides, like, okay, I need to get back to the road and see if anybody will drive by. She's only a mile from her house, so hopefully she can just kind of get up there. But when she goes, she heads where she thinks she should be and never finds the road. 
What they realize is, from what she described later, is that actually she was quite close to the road. She was just sort of walking parallel to it and not able to see it. Oh, no. Yeah. It's so, so easy to get turned around. Uh-huh. Yeah, and she's very turned around. Even though, like, this is an area she's familiar with somewhat. You're it's also one thing not, to see it from a car. Yeah. At night, you maybe hit your head. You're mm-hmm. in some sort of shock, probably. Yep. Your whole body should yep. not be functioning. Nope. So she's she thinks she's headed in the wrong direction. She kind of turns around, does a 180, and goes the opposite way. And really what she's trying to head back to is the car. And now she can't find that either. <laughs> so, like, again, she makes it to this, like, marshy area that turns out if she just crossed a bit of it, she would have reached the car. She was headed in the right direction. But the marshy area is, like, wet and gross, and she doesn't want to walk through it. Sure. So she's like, fuck. Yeah. I don't know where the road is. I don't know where, I don't know where the car is. I'm, lo- I'm straight up lost now. So she just keeps kind of walking. I guess she explains that, like, I wandered that whole night. Like, that whole first night was just me walking around this area <laughs> trying to find oh, something. Oh, no. Yeah, it sucks. She has no cell phone. Oh, She's all busted up. She's barefoot. Waiting for the uplifting part of I this know, story, I know, Taylor. I know, this part sucks. I'm sorry. This, this is not, not the, the light. light. <laughs> there will be a light. There will be a light. It's fine. So, just as it started to get lighter out, Lisa stumbles upon this, like, rock overhang, and it's, she uses it for shelter. Smart. Yes. Very smart, since it starts raining heavily, like, just a little while later. Oh, shit! Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, oh, okay. Whew. Sick. I'll stay here for a while. She was, quote, crouched there like an animal, <laughs> and she watched some squirrels for a while, and she would just kind of nod in and out of sleep. Oh, God. Yeah. Like I'm worried for her injury. Like so, time passed more quickly as she told her sister later than you thought than you would have thought. Like it just kind of I think she was in and out so much that she just kind of. I'm really sad none of those squirrels went for help. I know, right? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was like, what were you watching the squirrels do? What a weird surreal moment. Were they fucking? (laughs) Yeah, they're fuck. Like two squirrels just fuck in front of you while you're like, I might die here. I mean, that, if that's squirrels. not Alabama, I don't know what it is. <laughs> right? Jesus. So, she had to make a decision here, as the survivors often do, of whether you're going to keep looking for help or whether you're going to just stay the fuck put and hope that help comes to you. And even though she felt this like huge need to find it, to go and keep walking, especially as it was getting lighter out, she ultimately decided to just stay put. Like, she's just going to stay right here. This is a good shelter. It's still raining, and she doesn't know where she is. Fuck it. She'll stay here, which is a good choice, as it turns out. So it didn't take too long for Lisa's family to figure out that something was wrong. Like, she was supposed to be home, like, two minutes after this crash took place. She just doesn't show up. And by the time she finds this rock overhang, it's dawn, basically, and her sister... Kathy Caulfield and Lisa's 17-year-old son, Jackson, are already driving the roads that are the route between her friend's house and her house to see if they can find her car. So they've been out for, uh, yeah, like, I imagine they were up the whole night. (laughs) Just like, where the fuck is Lisa? We're going to go drive the roads. Yeah. I feel like that's something our friends would do. Absolutely. That is something people have done when they can't find their family members. They yep. just go and drive the roads where they think they should be to see and you if just been... keep going. Yeah. And just you make loops. It's what you can do too. Like it's it feels like an action mm-hmm. as opposed to not being able to do anything. Yep. So 
they're looking, they're out looking, and unfortunately, they find it. Unfortunately, mostly because like it's down this 20-foot embankment. It looks smashed to fucking hell on oh two God. sides. It looks awful. Jackson, her son, is the one who spots the vehicle first oh, no. and tells Kathy to pull over. And Kathy describes that he, he had such anguish in his voice like at that moment. Oh, my God. That she is like, you are going to stay here. Yep. You're going to call the police. Yep. And I'm going to go down there. Yep. Stay in the fucking car. Right? Like, you are not... You don't need to... Like, if this is bad, you don't need to see this. Exactly. Yeah. Don't do that to that kid. Nope. So, like, they... I guess she goes down there, and she says she, like, almost falls down the hill. Like, it was was steep. Yeah, that shit is insane. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have we have areas like that where like there's definitely guardrails usually. Yeah. But if you fall, you're my mind just goes to fucking Cattle Moraine Park. Oh god. So, she goes down there. Um, she finds the car and like pulls one of the doors open, and Lisa's just not there. She was oh absolutely god. expecting to find Lisa yeah. unconscious or dead in that yeah. car. Not there. And she goes searching around, like, sort of the immediate area, thinking that she had been ejected from the vehicle, which, if there's no broken windows, that's kind of an odd thing to think. But she's just looking around. Yeah. Don't worry about it. And she finds nothing. And it's not until she kind of is looking in the back of the car and notices that the purse is sitting there. Not, like, all akimbo because of the crash. Yeah, set there. So she's like, I knew then that she had made it out. So Jackson and Kathy wait for the police. Uh, Jackson had been calling them. And they also start calling local hospitals um, to see if she'd been admitted anywhere yet. Maybe somebody had already found her. She said they called them so often that they probably pissed them off. <laughs> like, she's like, what about now? What about now? Do you have her now? <laughs> oh, honey, I can guarantee you didn't piss them off. Probably not. Like, no, they're probably I can like, guarantee I it. it. Yeah. They're probably really worried, too. Especially you know? ER staff. Oh, God, yeah. They have empathy up the waz, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> Never said that sentence before. <laughs> Y'all got empathy up the waz, right? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I've actually Three years it. ago, yeah. Cut it, yeah, right? <laughs> so by this point, they're assuming that Lisa is, one, lost in the woods, which, like, ding, 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 or she has been abducted, or she was hit by a car after walking oh, on the Jesus. road to help. Which I mean... That's fair. Yeah. That's it's a, fair. It's a decent thought. Awful, though. It's fair. Pretty it's... fucking awful. Mm. So it's not long after that that the authorities arrive and begin a search. And we are talking a lot of people. Not much is going on. Alabama don't fuck around. They don't. So the, here's who shows up. It's a weird-ass serial killer. <laughs> anyway, Love it. I mean, we can't. We have all that shit. We just have a different climate. We're Alabama of the North. Anyway. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know we are. Shelby County Sheriff Deputies, the EMA, I don't know who that is, the Chelsea Fire Department, the Childsburg Rescue Squad, the Alexander City Rescue Squad, the Regional Paramedic Service, the, SK, uh, the SA Canines of Alabama, the Red Cross, the Red Mountain Search Dog Association, all of them show up. <laughs> like, there's a lot of people. Is she a white lady? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Okay, this I, makes I sense. I kind of figured this would be the point where you would ask that, and that is correct. Yep, there it She's is. a white lady. Because so that was a black was lady. Yeah, it would have been. That, a, no. Yeah, probably very different response. Oh, they had been asking yeah. what drug she's, she's been doing. She's also, like, beautiful. Okay. Um, so this brown, all makes sense. Haired, but, like, yeah. This all makes sense. Yeah. It's fine. 
heavily mm. Christian as well. There's a lot mm. of mention of praying. Mm. It's still cool that like, instead of being like, you know, she hasn't been gone 48 hours or whatever, or whatever bullshit they would pull, they were just like, yeah, send everybody. Nothing else is happening today. We're all doing this. So. I'm waiting to feel good. I just feel mad. <laughs> as the day wears on, random people just start showing up as well. Just like randos. At first, it's like Lisa's friends and family. And then it's just randos. Like people just coming out of the woodwork. It reminded me of like when those two women that you told the story about are stuck in the car mm, in the snow. Mm-hmm. And people are just like, oh, hey, we have ATVs. I got a four wheeler. Yeah. yeah, exactly. What's up? <laughs> That's It feels like that where people just drive by and they're like, what's going on? Can I help? Yeah. <laughs> So they're showing up. They're aiding in the search. Um, So there's people on the ground all over. It is still raining, though, so they can't bring a helicopter up, and they can't for a while do any drones, which are helpful. Holy shit. I didn't even think about drones for searches. Drones, right? I know. Genius. Fuck. This is 2018, so they got that shit. How the times turn. Yeah, right? (laughs) How the turn (laughs) tables. Last thing she was known to be wearing was a hot pink sweater. Oh, yeah. Hopefully she still has it on. Right? Pretty good. And like being use it as a flag. <laughs> yeah, right? Just Hello. Your if your clavicle's not broken. Oh. <laughs> okay, yeah, taking that sweater off is going to be Right. Oof. I'm picturing this woman in her hot pink sweater and her wedge sandals. Like my god, Just bleeding. February. <laughs> so Later in the day, the weather clears up enough that private drones, like people's just regular drones and police drones that have infrared, are sent up to search the area. Um, pretty sophisticated stuff. Unfortunately, all squirrels. Hmm? All squirrels. <laughs> it's all squirrels. Yes, they said like they saw stuff on the infrared, but it was always deer and squirrels and rabbits. Lisa's under a rock. Yeah, they can't see. She's her. tucked in. Yeah, like which was like great for the rain, but now. <laughs> But now they can't fucking see her. They won't see her hot pink sweater and they won't see her infrared signal. <laughs> She's got to move. Right. If she still can. Like, right. that's the other thing. Like, that's, the adrenaline has worn off. That's the thing that I think they don't mention because, again, this was like, these were articles that were written immediately upon this happening. So they don't have her being like, I was going to die. <laughs> like, like, the adrenaline's worn off. I know I hurt my spine. Oh, yeah. Like, enough um, that, like... I woke up and my legs wouldn't move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like dragging herself through the mud maybe just didn't seem fun <laughs> with a broken clavicle. Oh my God. I mean, really, at that point, like you are injured enough that not moving is the best thing you can mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. So either way, like they're looking and they, they see nothing. There are people out there calling her name. She hears at one point, Lisa hears under the rock, ATVs, actual like all-terrain oh. vehicles are out there. And she hears them calling her name in the distance, and she calls back, but they can't hear her over the sound of the ATVs. So she stays there, and night falls, and the search is called off for the night, and everyone plans to meet up at the Chelsea High School at 6 a.m. on Sunday, that's just the following day, to resume the search. And Kathy spends the night with her niece and nephew, Jackson, who had been with her in the car, and then his younger sister, Anna Grace. Um, and like the whole night she remarks that like, there are just their friends, the kids friends, like just keep showing up to comfort them, which is really nice. Like they were never alone for any moment, but Kathy doesn't really have that. So at two 30 AM, Kathy is still awake and she writes, I'm sitting here in my sister's house. The quietness is deafening. 
My heart is broken. My spirit is broken. My hope is gone. The unknown is tearing me apart. Is she cold? Is she hurting? Does she know we are desperately trying to find her? Is she alive? Did someone take her? How can you vanish after being in such a horrible car accident? So many questions. The, uh, the unknown would be the worst part. Yeah, absolutely. Like not, the unknown is always the worst part. Right. Just not knowing what happens. That's why when people have been missing for long enough, their family really just wants to find their body. So absolutely. They, just closure. Yes. So just it's so an answer. Know. Right. So on Sunday at 6 a.m., 482 people show up at Chelsea High School to help the search. That is like way more. They expected 100 max. 482 people. She is six a in the morning. <laughs> godly woman. Yeah. I mean, she must, like, people must know her. Look, those churches, if they put out a call, especially in the fucking South, if they put out a call yep. to, for help. It's true. That's the whole community. Yeah. Like, just coming together. Like, everybody right. comes out. You are dragging your 13-year-old son. Right. Who is very tired yeah, he's by pissed. his ear. <laughs> The 16-year-old who's absolutely hung over from a bonfire out in a cornfield. <laughs> you don't say no to stuff You like don't this. say no. You can't. This is your community and everybody, even if it's fake, you know, you got to show up. Yeah. So Southern hospitality. Right. Kathy was up until at least 2.30 in the morning, probably the whole night and the whole night before. So she doesn't arrive at 6 a.m. She arrives at about 7.15. Sure. And um, people are already out. They already sent the first search party. And she's there for a while, but she says, like, I want to get to the site now, please. And it's about 8 a.m. when she actually starts driving there. And when she is on her way there, that is when she gets the call that Lisa has been found. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, like, it was. I mean, like you've got enough bodies. Group. Yeah. Walking a grid. Right. There were tons of people. Somebody's going to find that rock. Yeah, exactly. Like, she was not that far away. No. You know? And if she was walking, like, somewhat parallel to the road. Even for a bit, yeah. If you have 100 people spread out over a mile. Yes. Oh, yeah. She was about 700 her. yards from her car. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, in the forest is kind of a lot, but, like, you know, very findable. Very findable distance. Yeah. So, yeah, they find her pretty early once there's enough people. And Kathy says, like, I'm basically jumping up and down in the car. They'd widened the search. They had the right people in the right area. And they were calling Lisa's name, and she heard them. So she was still conscious. She was oh, still, Jesus. you know, lucid. Good well, I'm her. sure she, like, breathed wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. And it woke her up. Yeah, Which, right. like, might have saved her life. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a photo taken by one of the volunteers of another volunteer. And that the photo is of Ryan Brown. And he was one of the first to find Lisa's location. In the photo, he is walking barefoot and jacketless on the road because he gave his shoes and his jacket oh. to Lisa. So that she could walk herself out of the woods. Oh, yeah. oh spine injury, guys. I, I know, I know. I, I think, like, <laughs> because it's cracked, like, they don't know it yet. And, <sighs> yeah, that's definitely, like, they probably should have tried to airlift They're, or something. But Well, and, like, here's the thing. Like, volunteers are fucking fantastic. But know. that should have been a, like, you stay where you are mm -hmm. and medical personnel comes and she should have been carried out of the woods. Even if they don't don't know how injured she no. is. No, like, there's, like, the risk of car accidents. Mm -hmm. You always assume neck or back injury, usually, if it's serious enough. It's a really bad car accident. Yeah. Too. Like, they yeah. know that she should be injured. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, but either way, like maybe they she found her to. and maybe she's okay. Right. I guess. She Hopefully, walked, she really did walk herself out of the woods. So Fuck. that's something. And I guess like at one point they tried to give him his shoes back, and he was like, "No, it's fine. <laughs> you just keep them." He's just walking on the road barefoot, like it's cute. So Lisa was taken to a nearby hospital where she underwent surgery on her clavicle. Um, and then she's recovering in a hospital bed and Lisa is like looking at like thousands of messages online of people all around the area just like saying like, I will pray. I'm offering to help. Like Thoughts and prayers. Right, exactly. But to her, it's like, wow, I didn't, I don't know this many people. <laughs> like, who the fuck are these people? Yeah. And Kathy sees her crying and asks why and she's like, I just didn't realize it had gotten this big. Like, I didn't realize the scale. All in all... Lisa was lost in the woods for 35 hours total after suffering those injuries. Damn. And she remained hospitalized for a few weeks, but she eventually made a full recovery. So that's basically it. It's a simple story, but it was just kind of nice that everybody came together like you're fucking supposed to. (laughs) (laughs) Like the ideal would be that every time somebody goes missing in your community or something like that, like this is what happens. This is what you do. That'd be nice. Yeah. Doesn't happen, but that'd be nice. Doesn't happen. I mean, these are also ideal circumstances where it's like, this is her car. We know she should be here. It's not like they disappeared off the face of the earth type of thing. So we know we have a search area and everybody's real churchy. So let's do this. (laughs) Also, it's like, just another reminder, safety things in your car. Oh God. Yeah. Could help. Mm -hmm. And also like if you crash your car in the woods stay by your car Mm -hmm. because there's going to be very clear evidence that something happened there right and somebody's going to stop whether it's tire tracks or a guardrail that's smashed in like they will find that stay by your car yep although like i feel like that's like a northern thing because we have snow and bears you kind of have to be in your car or you're not safe yeah 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 I think I think she intended Sometimes I don't moose. Think she intended to get herself lost. Like she just went a little too far. She thought I'll definitely no, find the road. So it's Nobody fine. ever intends to get lost. Right? <laughs> okay, that's fair. But like <laughs> I, yeah, I think she probably thought it was going to be really simple and then, and then it wasn't and then suddenly she's straight up alone and lost and has no familiar things. So you're right. Ain't nobody got time <laughs> for getting lost in the woods. Just don't no. move. Just Genuinely, don't move. Like, unless you're going to die from the car exploding. Right. And like, don't move. Even then. But I get it also because rational thought is easy right now. But also then. When you're traumatized. Yeah. Your brain might be concussed. Your brain tells you to move. Right. You just kind of go, okay. And yeah, it's just, you know. If you know this ahead of time, if you've heard what happened to somebody else, maybe your rational brain will be like, wait, but one time I listened to a podcast and they told me to stay put. I have granola bars in the trunk. (laughs) But yeah. Do you think, do you feel a little better about humanity? No. Just a little? No. What about? I've been really angry for a really long time. And it's uh, really hard to be happy about fair. anything because all I see is glaring racial issues. Uh, well, it's all fine. It's fair. all fine. I'm just going to drink this cranberry. I tried to lift your fine. spirits. I know. You maybe did. Maybe next time I'll, I'll try again and we'll see how that we'll goes. We'll see. I, it's hard to find an uplifting survivor story. We know this. Most yeah. of them are not. No. <laughs> so I probably won't succeed in doing it again, <laughs> to be honest. 
Fuck it. It's fine. Fuck it. Well, Emily, I do think that you should probably be a little bit like Lisa, but also like Kathy, her sister, who did a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. You should not be like any of the ride operators or managers or trainers. No. I think you should not have to be like any of those children who survived, but, you know, I'm sure they're very resilient. Yeah. And you should be like that. Let's, uh, let's dink it one more time. Dink it. Boom. That was a really bad dink. (laughs) It was a super bad dink. Whatever. Thank you for being here, guys. We love you. And um, don't forget your can. I don't know which one we're doing. You can do whichever one you want. Well, I'm always angry, so don't forget your fucking can of gasoline. Yeah! <laughs> I'm never going to be against that. <laughs> <laughs>